serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Oh, happy Wednesday. We got Robert Sarver selling the Suns and the Mercury. Yep. So you get the Mercury. They're selling the Suns. Buy one, get one free. Mercury's worth something. It's BOGO. Buy one, get one. It's not buy one, get one free. Buy one team, get one NBA, get another NBA team for free. Uh, all right, so Robert Sarver plans to sell the Suns. This is the big story today. Uh, you know what? Listen, he deserves exactly what he gets. In all honesty, he does. If you really went through this report and this investigation, he acted like a pig. He did. And I'm the first to say, did the guy really know what he was doing his first 10 or 12 years? No. no. He was a terrible owner. If you're a fan, he was a terrible owner. But he turned the team around. He hired the right people. And this is a franchise that we all love once again. Yeah. But you can't treat people the way that he treated people and expect to keep a gig, expect to keep a team in the NBA. You just can't. Chad, no, I went through not it anymore. again. Not anymore. You cannot do what he did. Uh, and and again, some of these might have been 12, 15 years ago. I mean, we yeah. do have to ask, is there a moratorium on, you know, forget, you know, can we have a moratorium and, and forgiveness for things that happened in people's past? Right. Uh, but, you know, there was too much pressure and the stuff that reads like a, a, a nightmare. And I'm sure if we went through everybody's past, we could get everybody in the world fired. And then what would we be at? I don't know if we get everybody fired. I think everybody has something that they wish they didn't say to someone. Yeah. I mean, we all have that. But I go through this. I mean, he was going around asking women, do I own you? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Do So so there was there's all this stuff. Do I own you? Are you one of mine? This is the exact quote that people were saying. A, a female former marketing employee said Sarver would always use language like that. Do I own you? If I went up to Becky Lynn, and I don't own this station or the show, because Becky Lynn's certainly part of it. Becky Lynn, do I own you? I mean, my God, who says that? And it's not even in this day and age. Who says that 17 years ago? Do I People own you? People who have tons of money and have zero accountability because everybody looks at them as a paycheck or as something to grift off of. So they feel like they can say and do what they want with little accountability. I'm probably certain my response, if you had said something like that to me, would just be to look at you strangely and go, what? Yeah, it doesn't what make any sense. What an odd question. No. What, what kind of response was he looking for? I don't know. Yes, but, sir. Uh, and then was it going to be followed up with something I, else? I don't know, because obviously everybody else seemed to be as surprised as, wait, what? I know. It's, that's just a bizarre thing to say to somebody. I mean, he would go up to, he went up to a player and he asked, do you shave your, and let's just <gasps> say, what do they what? play basketball with? And we'll leave it at that. You're Grendel. Who says stuff like this? Yeah. And so a lot of people are like, well, did Robert Sarver really do enough to have to, you know, be somewhat forced. I mean, to sell the team. And I said, yeah, yeah, he, he, there's a ton of stuff here. I don't know about you, but I don't pass a picture of my wife around in a bikini and then talk about the certain very specific types of fun that we have. Yeah, I don't uh, do that in the that middle is, of a meeting. That By the way, odd. Very passing your wife's weird. picture around, oh. what, what kind of reaction are you looking to get from people? She's a dog. 
She's beautiful. Like what? Good yeah, for you. Yeah, fantastic. Great. I mean, what? I don't know what you're looking for there, and ha- the uncomfortableness uh, uh, of it all is 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 ridiculous. But when you have tons of money, you own all of these things. People look at you in a different way, and you look at them as property and peons, and that's just the way it is. Because, well, that's uh, unfortunate that that we live in a world where uh, you know people look at money in a much different way, and people who have money look at other people in a much different way at times. What is that saying about if if you say weird things or do bizarre things and you have money, you're eccentric? Yeah. yeah. But if you don't, then you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. weird. And well, if you're wandering around them. outside in a wacky way, yeah, you know, maybe yeah, Jim's a little eccentric, right? You know, Steve's a little wacky, uh, but he's got some money. But if he's out there and he's got nothing, we're like, that guy needs to go into a Call home. Call the police. Yeah. yeah. Here's one thing that really ticked me off today about Robert Sarver. So if you're just joining a Sarver is going to sell the team. We'll see how that goes. Um, he put out this announcement saying, I'm seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury, but he cited an unforgiving climate. Okay, well, what does that mean? That, that's actually the, qu- the quote. He doesn't think in this day and age, in this climate, that he can ever be forgiven. So Sarver said that he first expected to reflect and self-improve during a one-year suspension from the team. But the, quote, unforgiving climate has made it clear a return will not be, uh, it will not be something that he's going to do. So let me get this straight. You're playing the victim now? You're going to play the victim because there's an unforgiving climate. Don't play the victim, Bob. You went in and you ran a team and you talked to women the way you did. And there's a lot of race stuff that we haven't gotten into yet that's important here. We will. Uh, but you're the one, you're the, you're not the victim. You're not the victim. Is it tough on your family from what I hear? Yeah, it's very tough. That's your fault. That's your fault. You acted in a disgusting manner and now you've got to lay in your bed that you messed. And by the way, for everybody, uh, he is going to walk away with umpteen hundreds right. of millions of dollars. Right. His portion of the team, because maybe he owns 35% of the team, uh, the value is one eight. He paid, I think, 120, 140 million. He's probably going to walk with 600 million plus, And that is based on what is valueous. And the value itself is you can't put a price on it because there's only a finite amount of teams that are out there. So only very few people can afford these uh, teams. And so they'll bid it up just because they want to be part of the party. Right. Right. Let me give you guys another example. Let's say that uh, we're all at uh, a KTAR function. Okay. Okay. Somebody goes up there to speak. Uh, let's pick somebody. Let's say Chad goes up to speak in front of everybody. And the boss here at KTAR sneaks behind Chad and pantses him. Pulls his pants down. That actually happened. Yeah, that You, to you me have a former just... Suns account executive that in August of 2014, do you guys remember the ALS ice bucket challenge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarver pantsed him, this guy David Bodzine. I, I brutally, I don't think I got his name right, but pants him in front of more than 60 people. That's, that's, that, I, this guy sounds like he's a, he's a high school college kid yeah. and then he never grew up. You don't do that in front of 60 people. You just don't. If you're the head of a company, you can't do that. You know, no. if you're having a pool party and you got five of your buddies there, okay. 
it's sophomoric, but guys are st- we're stupid. We're still stupid. Yeah, At the end it. of the day, we're still guys. Right, but not but in front of not 60. in front of sixty people in a situation where, uh, again, he is he has shown his immaturity at time. Uh, and it's time to go. And and I think he had to, you know, he read the room. And a lot of times, see, this is the other thing. Mm. So many people like this who've probably never been told no in the last 30 years, they've built this empire and they've done all this and they've done great work to do all these kind of things. But they also are out of the, the, the you know, the world of reading a room and understanding. They think it's funny. Everybody else should laugh because nobody's ever told them no. Nobody's ever told them, hey, dude, this is stuff you don't do. And because everybody's terrified. I don't want to upset the boss, or I don't want to have my, you know, lose my job, or can't and, go to HR. Yeah, I can't go to HR. So you have all of these things wrapped up, and so they continue to do what they want to do, never understanding. Well, that's weird because I thought it was funny. Well, I guess it wasn't. Now they're reflecting because they're like, well, I guess I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. Some of this stuff sounds like it's funny if you're with a couple of other guys and you're a freshman. But in, in his mind, I know it's funny. Yeah, because for so many years, things like that could go on, and people would say. It's funny, and you're going to have to get over yourself. Like it's locker room humor. Like it's lo- like yeah, like yeah. we're having a big party, and, right. and and you think too you think too much of yourself. So you've got to learn to laugh at yourself. You know, so you were chided into agreeing that these kinds of things, pranks, we'll call them. I've never liked pranks. I despise pranks. Don't pull any pranks on me. No I'm way. I'm telling you. No you way. kidding me? And, and, but for years, <laughs> don't you know that you weren't allowed not to think pranks were funny? Right. You had to go along because you had to go along to get along. It was expected. And now I'm really kind of happy. It's okay to stand up and go, I didn't like it. You shouldn't have done it. And I, you know, and you can tell the word, and other people will probably go, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah, we yeah. don't like it either. Coming up at uh, three o'clock, we're going to speak to someone who actually spoke to Robert Sarver on the phone today. We got, and and the nugget that I got was very, very interesting. What he said, so we'll have that. Not many people are going to have that. That's at three. All right, uh, it's the Gatos and Chad show coming up next. Uh, why did a fourth grader bring a gun to his Queen Creek school? We got another. We got another child. With a gun in a valley school. Wait until you find out where he got the gun. All right, we'll talk about it. Gatos and Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chat Show. Hey, we told you that uh, every day right around this time, we'd give you our Hyde and Hobbs update. So on Monday, you and I were a little frustrated uh, because we've got this governor's race. And Carrie Lake is out there, and she's trying hard. And I give her credit for that. She's just spewing a whole bunch of lies and crap. But she is trying. And then we've got Katie Hobbs, who's nowhere to be found. And so we've asked uh, the wise man, Steve Zinsmeister, and producer Pablo, what should I call her office, Hobbs' office, every single day this week? And let's see if we can get her on. At Blake Masters in studio yesterday. Uh, he was nice enough to come in. Uh, we had uh, Adrian Fontes, a Democrat, so one Republican, one Democrat yep. yesterday. Uh, they're, not, they're, not, they're not afraid to come on the show. So this is what the report is, the Hyde and Hobbs report. Monday, Tuesday, and what's today, Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Three phone calls to the Hobbs campaign, zero calls back. Zero calls zero. back. Zero calls back. Usually Here's- they call us back and say, well, we can't do it today. Maybe next week. They can't do this. They can't do. But uh, we're not even getting that at this point. Becky Lynn, I got to put you on the spot here. We need you to call today and pretend like you're from MSNBC. 
And just because you're going to be nice, because probably, you know, Wise Man or Pablo, they're, they're being a little forceful now, like you guys are calling us back. I need you to call and just say, listen, I'm from MSNBC. That's... And just lie and and, and, and and see if you can oh, get see Katie. if they call back. See if they call you back. Oh, oh she was. Uh, looks like she was on. Uh, oh, she was on MSNBC yesterday. It looks like. Oh well, then they wouldn't call her again. Uh, I think she's calling them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get you the uh, we'll get you the latest tomorrow at two fifteen. The Hyden Hobbs update. It's always good. It's always good to know uh, where where she is, and you have to check. She should just have the little check in thing on yeah. Facebook <laughs> and Twitter, so we know exactly where she's at. Oh, not running a good campaign. All right, um, we have fourth grader Arizona bringing a gun to school again. We got second grader, fourth grader, seventh grader. Ever since school started again, we got kids packing heat. Disturbing information from classmates that earlier in that week, the fourth grade boy who had the gun found in his backpack told classmates about bringing bullets, even the gun, to school. And that as far back as the first week of school in July, police say he told classmates about having access to wine, guns, and alcohol. Did he say wine? Hold on a second. Was that wine? He separated wine from alcohol. I was going to say, isn't wine alcohol? Yeah. He had, he had access to wine, alcohol. That's like saying he had access to food and to more food. Maybe the alcohol is like the hard alcohol. Uh, he must mean, yeah. Yeah, like he's doing said, shots with his friends. hard liquor. Like, yeah, what are you drinking in there today, Becky Lynn, to get through the show? Is it vodka? I'm not telling you to come in here and want some. <laughs> Little ice He was tea. offering classmates pills and <laughs> oh, telling them oh. they, quote, make brain go crazy. What? What? They make brain, make go, brain crazy. go crazy. And telling them they, quote, make brain go crazy. All right. The guy, the kid, the fourth grade kid, okay, has gun, wine, hard alcohol, and pills. Yes. All right. And this is a Queen Creek uh, school, a fourth grader. Queen Creek police have released surprising details about a gun that was found in a fourth grader's backpack. This is at Legacy Traditional School, and it happened last month. No one was hurt or even threatened during the incident, but police have recommended charges for both the fourth grader and the student's parents after the school went into lockdown on August 25th. All right, so we talked to Monica Lindstrom uh, about, you know, if parents are leaving guns around the house, can you send them to jail or can you, you know, what can you do? And there's nothing on the books here in Arizona. No. This kid got the gun from a drawer. He got a chair or a little ladder yeah. or something like that. And he climbed up and he got it out of like mommy's, you know, drawer that's in the top, one of the top drawer. You, are, that is not a place you keep your gun. No, Gun not. owners know exactly what that is. That is not a place to keep your gun. And I'm also, I, you know what, as bad as the gun is, he said, you know, he, I don't think he meant that he said I, I wasn't going to shoot anybody. I had it for my protection. Yep. And based on the fact that you have access to pills and wine, yeah. maybe because mom and dad are running around with some bad people and they may be bad people. Hence the reason why you need it for protection. I'd have been terrified if your kid would got some fentanyl at school because little Johnny's offering fentanyl to people. Could you imagine what that looked like? You know what's also sad? The kid had the gun because he felt he was going to get abducted on the way to school or home from school. It makes you think. You think that's true. You I think that's really, that's what he you told police. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, I think he took it to show off. It might have been, but it, that's also a possibility. But again, if, if you're hanging out, if mom and dad is hanging out with bad people and they're doing bad things. You're you, walking to school. You're, you're kind of looking around, understanding that what the game is, even at that grade. You know, I mean, my dad was not the nicest person in the world. I understood who some of his friends were. Do we know that his parents are bad people? 
I don't. I don't want to say they're bad people. I don't know them. They're they're irresponsible. They're irresponsible, but that doesn't mean they're hanging out with bad people. I guarantee you, I could go into somebody's house that I know and is a friend of mine right now. There's wine in the house. There's hard alcohol in the house. There's pills. There's pills in the house, and they probably have a gun that's not in a safe. I'm just going to say it. It's so, probably in a top drawer, and they may be a bank president. Yeah, They're not necessarily hanging out with somebody bad, but a kid who knows where stuff is yeah. can get it because they're still irresponsible. Right. They didn't so put it are away. You, so, you're saying, like, so what you're saying is they're not necessarily bad parents. We don't know that. We don't know that. Okay, I think, I think that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But you know what? As a kid... Uh, I never worried about being abducted. And, and, no, and, that me either. And in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, I mean, come on now. We, that was abduction central, right? Stranger danger. Yeah. Nowadays, it rarely happens. For a kid to even think that happens is kind of weird. But yeah, they yeah, recommended uh, mom and dad, I guess, uh, uh, earlier this month, uh, be charged. So we'll see what comes from it. But I think you're definitely a bad gun owner. Put it that way. Yeah. I think that's a no-brainer. You're leaving your gun out and you're putting it in a drawer and you know your kid can get it. You're not a good gun owner. You're not. Are you a bad person? I don't know. You could be struggling with stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And we could could find out next week that these parents have... A myriad of, uh, you know, charges against them, or they've been arrested. We don't know that yet. No, I'm just saying, know. just because. But yeah, yeah no fair. kid should be allowed to get that stuff no. and, and haul it yeah. off to school. And no. the fact that you know where the alcohol and the, and the pills are—that's also a situation where you're like, "Ooh, all right, well, pills in the medicine cabinet." Right, right. Where they always are. Fourth grader. Is that where you keep yours? I'm bringing a gun. In the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Queen Creek School. Isn't that what it's for? They hide them from the kids. Yeah, well, I got sometimes kids. you do. I don't, right? I don't have anything dangerous. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, uh, the Fed's jacked up interest rates once again. What does it mean for the economy? Really, what does it mean for you and, and I? We're the average Arizonan. What does it mean for us? What does it mean for you? We're going to find out next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, ninety-two-three FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, two till six. Great hike. This one's a big one, isn't it? Well, three quarters of a cent. That's a, I think they've done that, what, three, four times around? Mm. The FOMC raised its policy interest rate by three quarters of a percentage point. And we anticipate that ongoing increases will be appropriate. Guy sounds boring. Anyway. Uh, he's not. Uh, Pal is not exciting. That's what you're asking. Um, you know, listen, you hear these interest rates go up, and I know a lot of people are like, what does that mean for the economy? Uh, more importantly, what does that mean for you? What does it mean for us, the average Arizona? Joining us is our buddy Elliot Pollack, Valley Economist. All right, Elliot, uh, the interest rate hike once again. Tell us what it means for the everyday Arizona. What Does this hurt us? Go ahead. Yeah, the whole idea, the whole concept is to make it painful to buy stuff and to use your existing money for payments thing up because the variable rate and basically slow the economy. And if they slow the economy and cause more unemployment, that means that uh, basically uh, inflation won't get into wages and will ultimately slow. In the meantime, though, trying to buy a house, your payment on a house just went up. If you have a variable rate, uh, inch, like your credit card, like uh, sometimes uh, uh, auto debt is, is variable. Usually it's that's going to get more expensive. Student loans are getting more expensive. Uh, if you have a HELOC, a, a home equity credit line, getting more expensive. 
And of course, it's going to get more expensive on business and 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 small business loans, making it uh, more expensive. And people are going to try to pass through those costs. So the average consumer is going to be spending on more for the same stuff he has, uh, even if he doesn't go out and buy a house or even go out and buy a new car, just because virtually everybody has some type of debt that that will go up uh, as as uh, uh, as the Fed raises rates here. And again, their their objective is to bring the economy to its knees that all this stuff doesn't get into wages. If it gets into wages, it becomes very difficult to slow, and that's what they're trying to avoid. It's gotten into wages somewhat. The average wage has gone up about 7% here, and they need it to be lower than that. This is is their plan to do it. So they're aiming at you specifically. Yeah. Elliot, as as we move forward here, he sees you know he doesn't foresee an end to it. You know, you go back to the eighties. You had what was his name, Volcker, who was the uh, uh, through Kennedy. I mean, through Carter and and you know uh, uh, Reagan, and, and he's just yeah. like, all right, we're raising it five percent. We're just going to do this a couple times. We're going to try to get this done. What was that in the eighties? Yeah, seventies and eighties. So it wasn't like point seven five. No, it wasn't point seven five. But I feel like we're 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 nickeling and diming this. Should they be a little bit more aggressive because they weren't aggressive or even made any moves? For the last several years? They, they let this go too long, and I don't want to get politics involved, but I think he wanted to get renominated, and he wouldn't have if he started this when he should have a year and a half ago. But the bottom line is they, there's two things going on. First of all, the Fed is doing two things that they've never done in concert like this before. To slow the economy, raising interest rates, and they want to do it slowly to see how the economy reacts, but then they are basically sucking money out of the economy, liquidity out of the economy, by selling treasuries and by selling mortgage-backed securities that they own, and that makes the economy uh, essentially uh, tougher. It makes it tougher for the economy to function because they're taking out liquidity. They've never done both things to this extent at the same time so they're in uncharted waters and if i'm in his shoes i'm kind of nervous and i think he is and he's going to take it slow see what happens and if he doesn't get a result he'll keep on going until he gets results he wants the problem is that this will work until the day it doesn't and so there's a risk that something bad happens and that's what that's why he's taking it slow he wants to minimize that risk elliot pollock valley economist uh, recession 2023 January absolutely absolutely you didn't have to I answer it so fast when, <laughs> you didn't but, have to answer it that quick jeez <laughs> oh, but but that's that's their goal and he can say well it may be a recession blah blah he's kidding you he knows there's going to be recession <laughs> and he knows that the economy is going to slow he knows it's going to affect employment though now there's 11 million unfiltered and only 6 million unemployed but he will keep on tightening the unemployment goes he's trying to get consumers to spend less right and he's by tightening this thing so their their costs are higher and that he's these and tighten things to the point where unemployment goes up, so the odds of uh, getting a wage increase go down. All right, Elliot so Pollock. That, that's his goal. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. All right, Elliot, thanks, man. Appreciate the time. Anytime. You be well. Take All right, care. Uh, Valley economist Elliot Pollock. is so weird, Chad, that you would try to slow an economy down. Yeah. It's so weird that you would try to make it painful for Americans to buy stuff. I know it doesn't make any sense, 
but it's what has to be done because yeah. we've kind of blown it up until now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It absolutely. There's no, I mean, there's no doubt if we, if we, because we don't want what would happen eventually is we'd get into hyperinflation, which is where, what, where we're going to see double digit, triple, you know, double digits, uh, you know, on a monthly basis. What, rather, inflation. Yeah. Well, it, we already have 13% but, but there is, in Phoenix. Imagine if we got to hyperinflation where it's jumping five, 10% a month. Okay. And that's what we don't want to right. get to at this right. point in time. And he's doing what he can, but I'm just thinking to myself, at some point, don't you just say, we're going to raise it to 2%. No. Let's, let's put, you know, let's, let's get to it sooner rather than now. So you're saying rip the bandaid off. Yeah. You know, because I feel like we're, we're inching towards it, but that's because they're trying to do something that they've done once out of the nine times they've tried this. They're, they're eight for, for nine and failure. really there's no game plan for this. No. This never happened before. Especially because of the COVID and the Correct. whole thing. So there's a lot that goes into this. All right. So we've got an interest rate hike. And as Elliot said, it is to slow down the economy. Slow down. And will a recession happen as soon as I... 2023. Yeah. I don't know how bad it's going to be. Certainly not going to be 08. Um, but this is going to hit everybody. All right. Coming up next... I'm going to put you to the test. So Chad found this uh, this scary to me, by the way. New study. We're are all you, participating. Are you forgetful or do you have dementia? You know, like when, you know, how many times do you walk into the kitchen and you're like, I know I came in here for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. Is that normal? Normal forgetting is what they call it. All right. We're going to talk about it. Stick around. The Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, uh, 3 o'clock, Robert Sarver. We're going to talk about him selling the Suns. Boy, did he show his true character today. He started playing the victim. Yeah, yeah. You're the victim. You're the one acted like a pig, and you're the victim. Uh, he definitely showed his, char- his true character today. So we'll talk a little Sarver. What it means for the Suns uh, coming up at 3.05. All right. Um, you know when you walk, in, like my example, you walk into the kitchen. You're at home, right? You walk into the kitchen, and, and then you're looking around. And you're like, I, I, know I, came in, I know I came in here for something. I just can't remember. Yeah. Uh, is that bad news? Because you've got a study that says, well, let's look closer. Let's look closer. So now there is normal forgetting, and then there's things that maybe you should think about. Uh, if these out. things are happening. Okay. Okay, so forgetting where you parked, right? We've all done that. Oh, man, where were we? I park on the third floor. I park on the fifth floor. Uh, do You know, uh, you know, if you go to Disneyland, it was like, was it Tinkerbell or was it, you know. You know what I have to do? Dumbo. I have to walk around and beep. I yeah. have, the, I have yeah. the thing. I start beeping because I don't remember exactly where I parked. And so when I hear like going to the Cardinal Stadium, I'm like, I think we parked over here. And I beep. And then as soon as I hear the beep, I'm like, ah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Does that mean I'm in trouble? No, okay. no, that's normal because right. you forgot really where you parked. That being said, you knew where your car was and you knew you were why you were there. Okay. People who struggle with Alzheimer's even early on. And we saw my grandfather go through it with his dementia and stuff is. We would go out to dinner, we get home, we drop him off, he'd get in the car and he'd drive away. And we we go follow me. So we're going, oh, hey guys, I, uh, I'm going to dinner, you want to come? Things like, they don't know what's going on. So if you if you forget where you park, but you go, you finally find your car and you're like, I don't even know why I'm here. Then that's That's trouble. an issue. Hmm. Forgetting a person's name, not a big deal. We've all done that. A movie title, stuff on the tip of your tongues, we all do that, especially because we talk so much. And, and, and that's normal. It's forgetting things like, Pen. Mm. I don't know what that's called. Spoon. Little things like that that really start to give you a hint that maybe you're onto something. This one, forgetting your keys, losing your keys. Not a big deal. We've all lost our keys. Everybody's lost their keys. It's annoying. Uh, we all know that. 
It's when you start to lose your keys and then people start to find your keys in places like the refrigerator mm. or in, you know, little things like that. That's worrisome. Now, it's not like you got 20 things in your hand. And you put something down. It's like, Where's my keys? That's a different thing. But this is the one that say that really starts to worry a lot of people is uh, muscle memory. You go to make coffee and you don't know how to make coffee anymore. Right. You don't know how to do the laundry. You don't even know what the laundry's for. The microwave, you have no idea what it does and why it's in there. Yeah. That's when you start to realize, okay, there's a problem to be addressed, whether it's your family member and stuff like that. Because muscle memory, every one of us who drives home tonight, you will remember nothing of your drive. Because right. everything about that is muscle memory. And But that's normal. Yeah. If you don't, like everybody does that. You drive to work. You do it every single day. It's probably the same route every single day. You're not really remembering a whole lot, you know, going there or back. I was watching a movie one time. I don't remember what movie it is, but I think they had like a beach house. And this woman who was starting to go through the early stages of memory loss and Alzheimer's. So she's at the beach and she's sitting outside. She's having some coffee, right? Watching the waves. And she goes, I'll be right back. I go to the restroom. And this is her house. Walks inside and then looks around. And doesn't know where the bathroom is in her own house. Yeah. And the confusion in her eyes. And the fear. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. It's, it's, I've, I've walked into that bathroom a million times. I know I have to go to the bathroom. I'm inside my house. I don't know where it is. Yeah. That, that, I saw that scene and I go, that scares the heck out of me. Yeah, That's scary. really, really it's creepy. Scary. All right. So this study is about, What's normal when you forget stuff? Normal, you know, and they say on average, you should forget, you know, average person will forget mm, about 10 to 12 things a day. Names on the tip of their tongue, things like that. That's right. normal. You start getting into 30, 40, and then you start to really, you know, forget the little things like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a pen or I don't know what that thing's called. You know, it could be some cognitive issues, but it could be something, especially as you get a little bit older. Sometimes when you have a lot of stuff on your mind, and I always call it, I mean, some kids won't know what this means, but the Rolodex in your mind yeah. is flipping really fast because you've got a million things to remember, then it's easy to forget stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You that's, look at, that's when you could look at something and go, what it, get whatever that is, yeah. you know, that sort of thing, because you just, it's not firing fast enough or something. All right, Pablo, oh, is this really necessary? Song. Yes, yes. Do you remember? Yes. Is this really necessary? It's first of September. I know, but did you, all right. A great song. Al McKay, Ali, uh, how was her name? They three wrote this, put this together. Earth, Wind, and Fire, little EWF, baby. All right, Suns owner Robert Sarver, he's selling the team. Why is he acting like he's the victim next?